SWBC Mortgages Cowboys Crosstalk. Talk. Check this out. Broadcasting live from the Cowboys Club at the Star in Frisco. Brought to you by A Number One Air, the official HVAC and electric partner of the Dallas Cowboys. Blockchain.com. Trusted by millions, trusted by America's team. The National Medal of Honor Museum. Join the mission at mohmuseum.org. And by SWBC Mortgage. Customized solutions to help you meet your personal and business goals. Visit SWBC.com. Now, your hosts, Nate Newton and Kevin Gray. Welcome to week number 11 of the National Football League. It is Cowboys Crosstalk Live on the Dallas Cowboys Radio Network 105 through the fan. Kevin Gray of 105 through the fan joined as always every single week by six-time Pro Bowler, three-time Super Bowl champion, member of the Black College Football Hall of Fame. He is Nate Newton. Nate, what's going on? Good to see you. Oh, man, I'm great, man. I, I got I got a special one here tonight. Well, we special. Got some, yeah, special one Special, here special. Before we get uh, yeah. to our special yeah. guests, I want to make yes. sure I introduce of the KNC Masterpiece, which can be heard every day, 10 a.m. to 2 p.m. on your home of the Cowboys, 105 through the fan. Kevin Hagelin, what's up, man? Good to see you. What up, KG? I'm glad to be here. It's a good night when you got two Kevins in the house, so oh. it's, it's going to be a good I'm night tonight. Yeah. It's also a good night when we get a LSU Tiger in the building. He is yeah. from Monroe, Louisiana, proud LSU Tiger, 10-year NFL venture, nine of those with the Dallas Cowboys. Brady James joining us Yo. on Cowboys Crosstalk on Week 11. Brady, what's going on, man? Oh man, great to be here. It's another. It's another thing about Kevin. The uh, Kevin that just walked in. He's yeah. a ball head, Kevin. So <laughs> that's you know what I mean. So okay, that's a, that's a ball head brother. All right, okay. so yeah, yeah. Nate, we've, we got to stick together tonight, man. The, yeah. the non ball headed brothers got to stick together tonight. Yes. Uh, I we, wish I could say it was by choice, but, but you know, <laughs> hey, hey, that's that all right. That's against. all right. You make ball look beautiful, Kevin. Thank You're gonna you be so all right. You're gonna be all right. <laughs> it is week eleven. Cowboys taking on the Minnesota Vikings. Before we get into Cowboys Vikings. Obviously a disappointing loss on Sunday afternoon as the Cowboys, who were on a two-game win streak, fall to the Green Bay Packers, who snapped a five-game losing streak at home on Sunday. Nate, biggest takeaway for you on what happened on Sunday, given the fact that you thought this was a team that looked like was primed and ready to go take out Aaron Rodgers in Green Bay? Well, you know, stating the obvious, we couldn't stop the run, but we also had a 14-point lead in the fourth. So... You know, we did some things on offense, like we kept the high tempo going. I think we should have slowed it down, tried to run and milk the clock to try to help our defense. Our defense has been playing 20, uh, 32 minutes or more in every game. And that, that tends to pound on your defense. And yeah, they got to stay in their gaps and all of that. But we need to get back to just making sure that we take care of our defense, baby it a little bit, because that's still going to be the strength of our team. So that, that was my takeaway. One ugly loss. Hope it jars the locker room and get everybody going the right direction. Kevin, what troubled you most about what happened on Sunday? Uh, honestly, I know we're focused on the Cowboys here, but you didn't put down Green Bay for the season. like, mm. And that's something that you see Tom Brady building things back up, and that's kind of terrifying out down south. And then you kept Green Bay alive. You had the chance to go up on their home field and put their sad season to rest, and you didn't do so. And I just hope that they don't pop back up on you at some point in the wild card. When Brady James looks at the film this week, what does he see from this Cowboys run defense that's got to get fixed for the rest of this season, especially knowing you're going to take on a guy in Dalvin Cook this coming week? Yeah, I mean, we definitely have a lot of athletes. However, you got to be able to anchor in, and that's what we hadn't seen. Um, to open up the run is very it's, it's demoralizing, to be honest with you, to have 200 
yards rushing. So um, with, with that, I think the guys can really rally around each other, come together, uh, practice hard, actually tackle somebody in practice. <laughs> <laughs> and I think uh, that, that'll help this week. When you look at that, because I want to ask you about that, you know, gang tackling and being able to win your individual matchups. From a defensive player's perspective, what's that mindset have to be when you come off of several performances now, whether it be against Detroit, Chicago, now against Green Bay, where you're getting gashed in the run game. What's that mindset switch that has to change for this team? Yeah, you have to ramp it up. I mean, mentally, you have to have a sense of urgency, especially on the defensive side of the ball. I mean, you, you, when someone runs directly at you, it's a different, I would say, moxie that comes along with that. When they're passing the ball, that's, that's athleticism. But when they're really running it, that means they are dominating. And you don't want to be dominated in the NFL at all at any point. Are y'all encouraged then by J. Ron Kerr stepping out and being like, if you're not frustrated, if you're not mad, you're on the wrong team. You're in the wrong locker room. Yeah, I think that's what we're talking about. That you got to have more guys like that to really step up. Not, not, not give the politically correct answer, but actually rally around the guys and have guys step it up. Because if not, you know, you, you, with the linebacker crew, you think about it, you have Anthony Barr, who's, who he went down. And, that, mm -hmm. and, and, and at one point, you're like, ah, oh, well, we can just fill in someone. Well, you have Damone Clark, who's coming off. You know, he hadn't had mini camp or uh, training camp. Spinal as far as, fusion. Yeah. yeah. yeah I mean, he, it, physically, you know, he wasn't available. But when you get in that live rep and when you get into the actual season, it's totally different than preseason or practice. That's right. That's right. Nate, when you wow. when you get into a locker room, oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. you've been watching them boys. <laughs> yeah, I'm loving this. I'm at LSU finest, baby. Yeah, yeah. I'm loving this. Brady yeah. about game, man. Brady said, "Look, I stay in the film room now. Don't you even worry about it." They yeah. talk to me about what a locker room mood is like after a loss like that, and what that plane ride is like home, knowing that you had an opportunity, as Kevin mentioned, to put a Green Bay team down, knowing the kind of history that Aaron Rodgers has had against this team. You know what? Uh, these, these guys, from what we saw right after the game, from what we heard on the post game, yeah. from what we see this week, these guys are hurt. And, uh, and, and like Brady said, we'll see. You know, we can't see practice, but we'll see this, this upcoming game. Are you willing to do it for 60 minutes? And so we'll see, man. You know, uh, was the media closer to us or could get us more when we play? Because it seems like we're so far away from these guys now. <laughs> uh, it's just me. Uh, well, I mean, I think, I think from an engagement standpoint, this is the most access you guys have ever right. had from a media. Right. Um, I think it's just hearing the right things. Okay. I, think, I, think, yeah. I think we all want to hear the right things. I mean, yeah, it was an ugly loss. Um, however, what you want to hear is everybody, like people stepping up, like even on the offensive side of the ball. There were some things that you like, hey, we don't, we don't want to go through this road again. Right, like, right, hey, I, right, thought, yeah. I thought we, I thought we kind of round the corner. However, you know, you still have to have some kind of accountability and ownership, and that's what I think us as fans and everybody else want to hear. Like, hey, right. all right, this is not the end of all be all. We did miss an opportunity. However, what does next week look like? Sure. Because it's right around the corner. And now this Cowboys team taking on a Minnesota Vikings team that's coming off of a – a very interesting win, I'll put it, against Buffalo and the way that things ended there, winning that game in overtime, and now taking on a run offense that's really good with Dalvin Cook. Kevin, what concerns you on the offensive side of the football? Dak Prescott, two interceptions. 
but they still had a 14-point lead going into the fourth quarter. What did you see from Dak that gave you some pause on Sunday? I, I, I think it's the timing of the turnovers. Not that you're going to find like a turnover. You're like, oh, well, that's fine. We can go ahead and accept it. But that first turnover in, in particular, it felt like you were about to distance that game out. Like it felt like maybe you wouldn't be as concerned about things in the third and fourth quarter. And so that turnover really hurt. And then obviously in the second one, you put the defense right back on the field after they showed to be just a little bit of vulner vulnerability. I'm concerned about the turnovers because Dak is usually somebody who does a great job at taking mm -hmm. care of the football. Nate, this team threw the ball 46 times on Sunday afternoon. Is that a formula for success given the way that this run game has been performing so far this year? I have to believe this right here. As much as I like running the football and, and, and salting, salting games away, it's going to come a point where you, you're going to have to come out and run the football. Mm -hmm. I mean, pass the football. And the problems I saw uh, was our receivers, our, our tight ends, went in the right place. Some throws, you got to believe your guy's going to be there. And uh, maybe that one in the end zone, he could have looked. But that one that, where he needed to cross the safety, that was a belief thing. Yeah. Now, what I, what I would ask my receiver to do, what I, what I know Michael Irvin would do, we can only play in our era. Yeah. Michael Irvin would have been like, now, Troy, what, what, what do you call up and what do you call back? We, they would have fixed that. When it happened to what, Detroit or the Bears, yeah. that was never supposed to happen mm -hmm. again. So they, they need to get together. As team may say, you know what, Troy, forget what the coaches think. Let's me and you look at this film or let's me and you reconstruct this in practice to see where, we, where I'm wrong at. Yeah. Mike would have said me. He wouldn't have blamed it on Troy. <laughs> I'm serious. He would have said, what, what I'm doing. You know what I'm saying? Nate, what you over there doing? What's yeah. you, what you supposed so, to be blocking better now? All it is is, <laughs> what, an extra 15 minutes? Yeah. Yeah, extra 15 minutes of work, five or 10 minutes on the film together, go out there and throw a few routes together. It, it, you should have that down. Do you guys get the sense at all then that, I mean, I know Dalton Schultz is his security blanket, but I get the sense sometimes that Dak is more confident that Schultz will be on his route then maybe he is some of the other guys, and that's why the ball ends up getting funneled to him so much. Sure. I mean, I, he plays tight end for a reason. I mean, yeah. your tight end is your safety net. And if you allow, I mean, if you utilize him the right way, then you'll be successful. Um, we're, we're talking about Dak, but that was, a, I would say, a team scheme yeah. Yeah. Uh, yeah. interception. You right. know, I mean, yeah. for, for Dalton Schultz or the tight end not to, you know, clear out, I mean, you're setting yourself up for failure. I mean, you, you got to do your part no matter what. And that's what I think C.D. Lamb was trying to communicate right, to him. Yeah. Right. Now, now, but that's the, that's the thing about football. That's the thing about life and football. Yeah. You know, you, you can talk about somebody else, but your time what is are coming. You doing? Yeah. 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 All the individual yeah. parts have to work together wow. for this team yeah. thing to work. Yeah. Brady, I'm interested in your perspective on this because this is probably the last now year and a half. We've seen some communication issues, some timing issues between CD and Dak. Does that concern you that we're still talking about some of these things based on the amount of time that they've had together and that we're still seeing some of these things occurring games? Well, I think it's natural. I think it's, it's, it's not a bad thing that we're seeing that. Um, however, you got to think about it. The guys on the other side get paid, too. Yeah. Um, they're playing some good defense, and, and I think they gave them a few looks. you got to think about the – um, the free safety that played forward. I mean, he was doing some things that naturally the uh, the normal starter doesn't do. Right, yeah, right. So he was breaking on things that normally doesn't happen. And sometimes that throws off the rhythm and that throws off the timing of, uh, of your routes.
Did you see that same thing on film, the, not just the, the communication, but the timing? And how does that get fixed? How does Kellen Moore go about fixing some of this for this offense? It's just time and reps and reps and reps. Yeah. It's time and reps. The, the thing, the thing, I, I, I try to speak logical, and you're the second person. I heard uh, Isaiah Stanback say the same thing. He said, Nate, I hate to say this because you, everybody wanted black and white. But he said that safety was doing some things that just wasn't natural. He just wasn't, he was moving up back and forth. Mm -hmm. So it could have been. They showed him a lot of different looks yeah, on Sunday. So I, 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 but I just believe good reps, solid reps, seeing the same thing as your quarterback, or you seeing the same thing as the wide receiver, we're, we're cutting down on that. Uh, they facing another good safety this in Harrison Smith. Mm -hmm. Yeah, so. Over time, you have to get better. And a lot of people, and I said this the first show, some people were born number ones receivers. Some people got to be creative. Somebody got to get with CD and say, son, this is how you do it. Yeah. Help him out. You know, you ain't got to go out and cussing and going crazy. <laughs> but, hey, hey, let me work with you. Let me, let me show you some of these tricks. Because it, it, it's, it's hell being number one, the man. Yeah, it's not yeah. Uh, it's not easy, and we're witnessing his hopefully maturation yes. process. Yeah, because we want him to round the corner and develop. You right. know, um, but it's not easy. And then you got to think about him being 88. You know, him being an 88 at the Dallas Cowboys put a whole different target on his back. Yes. Mm -hmm. And so we're we're really looking at him through microscopic eyes. Everything that he does, like when he doesn't run around, I mean, we all look at. I mean, this is, this, <laughs> that this big is number eighty-eight yeah, flashing like, right there. We all come, paying attention. Yeah, come on, CD, don't leave him hanging. But, but it's just not. I would say, however, it's just not him. It's some other guys, but it's time for him to kind of take that next step. We want him to show the leadership that it takes to be the number one guy. You got to be what guys would equate it to uh, as an alpha. Yeah, you got to right. have that alpha in you, and if you don't, you're just not the number one guy. Yeah. CD Lamb, 11 catches for a buck, 52 touchdowns. You had a 100-yard rusher, a guy that threw for three touchdowns. Before we go to break, I want to ask you guys this because going into the fourth quarter, this Cowboys team was up 28-14. What did you think about some of the gameplay and some of the calls given the fact that the running game was working well and the fact that by the time you got to the end of the fourth quarter, you're going into overtime? What did you think of Kellen Moore and the, the, some of the decision-making him and Mike McCarthy engaged in from a play-calling standpoint when they and were up see, 14? That's where... You know, if you're telling me that my defense is my strength, mm -hmm. uh, the, all the up-tempo, I'm snapping that ball. I, I'm, I'm giving concrete offensive plays. We don't come out of this. I don't care if he's a 30-man front. This is what we're going to do on this. Safer passes, use your tight ends. You got three capable tight yeah. ends. Yeah, you know, and Coach McCarthy was more involved in this game than people think. He has the right to say, hey, let's slow it down just a little bit. Because if you believe that your defense wasn't going to stop them, you got to give them every, every point to rest and to gather themselves. So, uh, yeah, I, I didn't like some of the things. But you know what, fellas? 195 games through me and your era, we ain't gave up no 14 <laughs> points in the fourth. They, they should have did something a little different, you know? Yeah, I mean, uh, to mention that, you know, being on the deep, you, you came, you, you're talking about it from that offensive right. line. Like, I'm we. Don't change it, Coach. If it ain't broke, don't change it. Let's roll with it, right? Right. And so you say, when I'm looking at the game on the defensive side, I'm like, oh, 
if we don't score again, we do not have enough cushion for Aaron Rodgers right. because we're still talking about Aaron Rodgers. You don't want to continue to give this guy the ball. At some right. point, he is going to cash in. That's yeah. just what it is. And, yeah. and when, when that happened and some of those play calls um, kind of slowed the thing down, um, here we go again. It's just like we're getting ready to witness a catastrophe. Yeah, right, right. And, and, and then you get to you get to the overtime. You're like, oh, it's 31-28 in the game. Yeah, yeah, what, yeah, what happened? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Cowboys Cross Star presented by SWBC at SWBC. Customized solutions for individuals and businesses are just a click away. Visit SWBC.com to learn more and start your next adventure. Kevin Gray, three-time Super Bowl champion, Nate Newton, Kevin Hagelin, a KNC masterpiece. Our Cowboys legend, Brady James, joining us for week 11 of Cowboys Cross Star. Gentlemen, coming up next on the Dallas Cowboys Radio Network. We got a defensive guy in the house, so we got to ask him, what in the world is going on with this run defense? We'll have Brady answer that question next on the Dallas Cowboys Radio Network. The longest field goal ever attempted is 76 yards. The longest field goal ever missed? Also 76 yards. Why bring this up? Because knowing your limits matters, both when you're kicking a field goal and when you gamble. Betting more than you're comfortable with is like trying a 70-yard field goal. It probably won't go well. So set a limit when you gamble and stick to it. Want more helpful tips like this? Go to KeepItFunOhio.com for games, quizzes, and lots of ways to keep your gambling from getting out of hand.
is Cowboys Crosstalk. Cross yeah, Broadcasting live from the Cowboys Club at the Star in Frisco. Crosstalk presented by SWBC. SWBC Mortgage joined the more than 120,000 customers that we've helped to find their happier way home. Visit SWBCMortgage.com to find a pro today. Kevin Gray, 105 through the fan, our three-time Super Bowl champion, six-time Pro Bowler. Nate Newton joining me as always. Kevin Hagelin of the KNC Masterpiece and our Cowboys legend, proud LSU Tiger. Brady James joining us here for week 11 of the National Football League. Gentlemen, this run defense is the fourth worst in the National Football League, giving up a buck 43.1 every single time a defense steps onto the field. Brady, you're a defensive guy, I believe. What would you do <laughs> if you were Dan Quinn and you walked into that room and said, gentlemen, this has got to stop. We've got to figure out a way to be better stopping the run. How does Brady James going about fixing this run defense? I don't think you um, go in with anything schematic. I don't think you go in with anything X's and O's. It is really a man-on-man -man type of situation. Um, when people run the ball on you, again, there's nothing sexy about it. It is hand-to-hand -hand combat. And if you are getting the ball ran on you, you are totally losing in that area. So it's some guys that really has to anchor the defense, step up, be strong, and create um, a fort, more of a fort or a line to stop them breaking it. I mean, I mean, you, we, we have some of the most talented guys on the defensive side of the ball. However, the, the, the fastest way to get to one point to another point is very simple. It's a straight line. Mm -hmm. And that's what's going on with, that's how teams are attacking us. They're not, they, they can't throw the ball in the air too long. You, you, you can't hold the ball as a quarterback because you got 11 and 90 coming at you. Uh, however, what you can do is run straight at those guys and yeah. see what they can do. And so for us, what they have to do is just, just really man up and just stop the run. Yeah. That's, that's really what it boils down to. Nate, this is a team that sees its attack on the edge quite a bit. It seems like these run yeah. offenses are getting after, especially on the right side, getting after the edge. How do you start to seal some of that up and find a way to be able to contain that edge so that teams aren't running on you that way? You know, uh, I'm with Brady there. It's just hand-to-hand. -hand, but a lot of times, you know, if you feel like, like you can't get it done, you got you to gotta get just maybe an inch or two out further to give yourself that extra leverage. And you got to get some hands inside, and you got to sit down and anchor your butt down and, and uh, then make that – running back cut back up inside and hoping that your linebackers can get there scraping with these two big guys keeping them off of them and if they do hook you to the outside you got to have your safety coming like a bat out of hell and you got to have your corners willing to get up there and, and, and stop it so that's that's the way i see it that's how i look at it from an offensive point you, know? you were talking about the linebackers and not making a schematic change did you feel like they tried a little bit of an alteration since L Micah got by far his most snaps at linebacker kind of off the line this last week. Did you think that was an element of, hey, let's see if that helps with the run stop? At all? I, I think it's an element of who's available, um, mm. your availability. With no yeah. bar. Yeah, with yeah. no bar. I mean, again, you have a rookie linebacker coming in. I mean, it's only so much that he can do. He doesn't know the scheme as well as everybody else. So you put Micah in there, he's the net, the best yeah. you know, athlete you have on there. So, yeah, he can figure it out. He's not, I wouldn't say, a true inside linebacker. 
And that's what we're trying to figure, you know, everybody's starting to see that. Not, not saying that he can't, he can absolutely get it done. There's just some nuances that goes along with playing inside linebacker versus, you know, D tackle or right. D in or whatever it is that he, uh, he plays. The other thing about the whole defense thing is everybody has to tackle. Yeah. Like, everybody got to be willing to go in there mm-hmm. and just put your head on somebody. Like, put yeah. your hand and put your pads on somebody. It, it sounds like that's the answer. But since you talked about uh, Isaiah Stanback earlier, he was talking about the cornerbacks, and he goes, it's a simple matter of want to when it comes to some of that tackling. And that kind of sounds like what you're alluding to right there. For sure, for sure. But, but we all know, you know, the de- there are some divas on the team, and every yeah. posi- some mm-hmm. positions have more – than that, and uh, however, even the divas, even the divas <laughs> have to show up. You know? It's interesting because I don't know how defensive players take this term, but I'm interested to see how you react to it. When you hear someone call a team a finesse-type defense and the physicality maybe isn't there, is that something that's frowned upon? Is that something that defense is here from time to time? How does a defensive player react when they say, hey, this is a finesse defense and the lack of physicality isn't necessarily there for that particular defense? Yeah, I mean, if, if we're averaging five turnovers a game and, you know, eight sacks, and yeah. I'd, I'd love to be called a finesse. You can call me whatever you want to. <laughs> <laughs> However, when they're running the ball on you, right. you yeah. don't want to be called anything, but, you know, you, got, you can't be called finesse. Uh-huh. I mean, you, that, that's, 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 that's the – equivalent of soft yeah you know what I mean and so I think it's it's the perspective but the, I, the guys just have to rally around again it takes full buy-in from everyone and I mean because Dalvin Cook we, we, we're talking about mm-hmm. you know Aaron Jones versus Dalvin Cook I, I like Aaron Jones he's, yeah. a, he's a really good player How, however Dalvin yeah. Cook yeah. is a is a yeah. I would say another rung up mm-hmm. and and so the guys all this talk, we could talk about it. Sure. And, and maybe they're not talking about it enough because they know they, the talking is over with. Right, they have right. to show up. They have to figure this thing out. You mentioned something very interesting I want to pose to Nate because Brady's talking about that buy-in, that collective buy-in right. on that defense. When you look at the film and obviously being around this team, do you feel that there's that buy-in on the defensive end when it comes to selling out and stopping the run and playing that kind of physical brand of football that you're going to continue to see as the season goes on? See, the reason I'm, I'm big on this week and things going forward is because to a man, you, you, me, I don't know, Brady, I didn't hear you, I didn't hear you on TV or radio or anything, but I'm talking about all of us, the medias. To a man, we bought into the sack party. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Yeah. And so we, I see Gallimore. I see uh, Big Bo Hannon up there. Try, but come on, dog. <laughs> I mean, you 350 pounds trying to, you know, everybody bought into it. So now when, when, when this thing got terrible, Bo Hannon, we bought you in from Kentucky, six-round pick. You are two guy. Gallimore, we know you can get upfield, but you're not that guy. You know, so now everybody got to man up and be who they are. So no more buying into can I get a sack. You got to earn the right now because teams going to make you earn the right to get after them. Yeah, they, they, they should be okay, man. They should be okay because nobody, like, like my man Brady said, they ain't Xing and O and nobody no more. Mm-hmm. It's like you know the defense. Play the defense. And, Kevin, it doesn't get any easier on Sunday when the Cowboys take on a Minnesota Vikings team right now that's playing really good football, especially on the offensive side. They're going to be facing one of the best, if not the best receiver in the game right now in Justin Jefferson. 
What concerns you about what you see Minnesota doing and what the Cowboys are going to have to try and do to stop a multi-dimensional offense in Minnesota with Kevin O'Connell scheming things up the way that he's been doing so far this year? And how good do you want to argue that Hawkinson is in the hierarchy? Like, yeah. if you want to say Dalvin Cook is this level of running back, agreed. You want to say Justin Jefferson is, I think, no worse than a top three wide receiver in mm -hmm. this league. And then how do you factor in Hawkinson? Because we spent so much time talking about the run game, and I get all that, and they're like, that's fine. If you do shut that down, we got these two fellas, among others, of not even mentioning Adam Thielen. I don't want to leave Adam Thielen out, and that's r ridiculous that he felt like an afterthought in that part of the conversation. But that's what's a little scary to me is you can focus on stopping the run all you like, and they're like, we got other options. Sure, sure. I, I mean, this is, uh, this is going to be, a, I say, a matchup nightmare because if you think about it, we're not defensively, you're not stopping the run. Um, Justin Jefferson can play any wide receiver position. Mm -hmm. They're not just going to line him up on the outside. They're, they will move him around. So if you're thinking, oh, we'll just put digs on him. He's good, not going to follow good, him. Good luck with yeah. that. Yeah, because, I mean, we don't play that style yeah. of defense as far as following the best player. So there, we, we, have, we have some schematic things that need to happen. However, it still doesn't matter. If we cannot jump, one of the things defensively, what you want to do is make a team one-dimensional. And, and, and when I say one-dimensional, you don't want that dimension to be running the ball. <laughs> That's the thing. Especially so, when you're not too good at it right now. Yeah, yeah. I mean, it, it's almost like a monopoly. You want it to be a monopoly with them passing the ball. That way you can pin your ears back, get after them, whatever you need to do. But if they come out and they have a balanced uh, attack against us, we're in – We'll, we'll, you guys will be right here next week <laughs> talking about <laughs> what should have, could have been. Uh -huh. yeah. <laughs> it's, it's interesting you brought up the whole Diggs point because I want to ask Brady this. If you're Trayvon Diggs, do you go to Dan Quinn this week and say, hey, look, coach, I know what we do week in and week out. Knowing what's at stake here, I'm on 18 all day long. Do you see, would you want him to approach Dan Quinn and say, look, I got 18 this week. No matter what, I'm taking him with me everywhere I go this weekend. Yeah, sure. I mean, it's a competitive game, and yeah. you want to have your best players out there. However, you have a scheme, and it's a game plan that you have to come up with. And if that doesn't fit the game plan at certain points of the game, if it's getting out of hand or if it's getting to a point where we need to stop these guys, you put your best on your best. But that shouldn't be the game plan going into it I because agree. now you, 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 you open up the scheme on the other side. And it's yeah. so, like you guys, like you just said, with Hawkinson and all these other yeah. feeling, yeah. Uh, you, you have guys that can eat you alive if you start trying to be one, trying to take away one weapon. Especially since we still don't know about Anthony Brown, you know, yep. like who's, who's following and who's, go, who's making the switch if you're going to have Diggs follow. I think it's a good idea, and I agree, best against best, but how does everyone else react? And, and Brady, I, I, playing against Jerry Rice, we had that happen. But you know the other four guys back there or five guys back there, you know, they're going to have to make adjustments. And they're going to have to play different coverages. Are you smart enough with the, with the young rookie in the slot to make those adjustments? Blaine, I yeah. say you yeah. play your defense, and if somebody forced the issue, then you go. To, I'm with you, Brady. Yeah. You play your defense. Yeah, you got, it, it, you got too much to cover, man. Yeah. yeah. I, I mean, it, it, it's almost like if you, if you think about it from a simplistic term, if we, like, throw basketball in there, it's almost right. like a, a boxing one. 
Right. You yeah. know what I mean? Because you got young guys that are coming in. You can't. You number one. You can't expect these young guys. You still got Adam. You got some right. real professionals yeah. on the other experienced side. Experienced guys. Yeah. yeah. You got exper- You got experienced guys. So you can't put them on an island because. Uh, on, from a defensive side, DB standpoint, it's all about confidence. Yeah, that's right. And if they start getting beat early, just 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 hang yeah. it up, guys. Long, <laughs> long, day. Long, long day. Long day. I like it throwing the boxing one in there. Brady yeah. knows his basketball too. Yeah, a little yeah. boxing one there. Yeah. Luca yeah. Doncic knows a little something about seeing boxing one all the time. <laughs> it's going to be interesting because. I'm thinking about this cornerback room with Trayvon Diggs, and obviously you mentioned with Anthony Brown, him dealing with the concussion. He's in concussion protocol right now. I've always said that it feels like your cornerback room is as good as your second corner because it feels like Trayvon is your you know, prototypical shutdown type of corner. The other guys, the Deron Blands of the world, the Kelvin Josephs of the world, how are they feeling going into a game like this where you've got a lot of weapons with Minnesota that you've got to deal with? What approach are you giving them about trying to have that kind of confidence knowing the offense you're dealing with? I mean, with? they should be excited. Yeah. I mean, this is a great opportunity. They, I mean, you, you, you dream about having the chance to play against teams like this. You don't want to come in as a young player and say, hey, I want to play against, you know, yeah. A- another bad team. Yeah. No, I mean, when you go against the best, I mean, you're shutting it down and you're letting everybody know in the league, like Kelvin jo- these guys can actually do it. Now this is your opportunity. Kelvin Joseph's a great example because if I'm him, everyone's like, oh, he's been so good on special teams. Like, rock on. You weren't drafted in the second round to excel on special teams. Like, yeah. this is his spot. Yeah. So I'm definitely with you on yeah. that. Yeah. Nate, I'm interested in this question real quick before we go to break because obviously it was a difficult loss. What would Jimmy Johnson tell you after difficult losses like this where you go on the road and say his book? I'm sure. Yeah, I'm sure. Yeah, swagger. Yeah, definitely pick up swagger for sure. What would Jimmy say in moments like this where you're coming off a difficult loss knowing the way that that game went down in that way? First of all, he said first thing Brady said, this ain't about no X's and O's, fellas. You know, and he would have some choice words for our defense. Yeah. And then we would all watch that film together. Mm. Yeah, let you be accountable to that guy you sit next to. So, and uh, he would have had some choice words, and we'd have went to work. And back then, it'd have been Monday, we'd have been running, our tongues dropped out. Tuesday, (laughs) we'd have been off. Wednesday, Thursday, we'd have been full pads, making sure this thing got done right. So, but now that's a different story. That's a different story. But these guys got to get themselves mentally right. Brady, what does Bill Parcells say in the room after a loss like this? Well, I mean, Kevin was talking about him and his hair and how he (laughs) indirectly lost his. I mean, a guy named Bill Parcells helped me with me losing my hair. (laughs) (laughs) I had some assistance. (laughs) But, I mean, just like what what Nate was saying, for sure. I mean, there's no need to mince words at this particular junction. You know, you know what you have to do. And, And... one of the things that I think people don't understand what, what Nate said was the eye in the sky does not lie. Yeah, when, no. when you watch film as an as a entire football team, I mean, everybody sees your play. We all have negative plays. You, right. you, you, want, you want to bat like 90%. Right, However, right, sure. that 10% it, or it's ugly. <laughs> <laughs> it's a, and it show up. It, it shows show up. up. And we all see it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. No wow. excuses. No excuses. Wow. So that is, that is uh, I think that's a strategy to help the guys for sure. It is Cowboys Crosstalk presented by SWBC, SWBC PEO, helping to alleviate the HR administrative burden that comes with running a business. Leave the worrying to us. Visit SWBCPEO.com to find out more. Nate, you're going to do the read next time. You're going to do the read next time. I want to hear that. I want to hear that. I do too. 
Coming up next on the Dallas Cowboys Radio Network, let's get into Cowboys-Vikings. How did the Cowboys find a way to keep up with a hot Minnesota Vikings team on the road on Sunday? We do that next on the Dallas Cowboys Radio Network. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Cowboys Crosstalk. Crosstalk. Yeah, Broadcasting live from the Cowboys Club at the Star in Frisco. 
Cowboys Crosstalk live at the Star in Frisco at the Cowboys Club for week number 11. Kevin Gray, 105.3 The Fan, our three-time Super Bowl champion. Nate Newton, KNC Masterpieces own Kevin Hagelin, and our Dallas Cowboys legend this week, Brady James, joining us right here live at the Cowboys Club. The Cowboys at 6-3 and three now, looking up at both Minnesota and the Philadelphia Eagles sitting there at 8-1. and one. A Minnesota Vikings team coming off of a very, very lucky win, I would say, on the road. Why? Because Buffalo <laughs> doesn't know how to snap and handle the ball? That's the wildest thing I've ever seen in an NFL game. The Justin Jefferson catch and then Allen fumbling the ball on his own goal line and then driving his team back down the field to get the field goal to go into overtime. And then, of course, the Minnesota Vikings find a way to get it done. Nate, when you look at this team on film, what stands out to you most about what Minnesota is going to present to this Cowboys defense starting on Sunday? To the Cowboys defense? Yeah. Just just a bunch of talent. Uh, and I'm, I'm going to throw it to Brady because I think I asked him about Kurt and what he thought. So, Brady, I mean, if you can give us that again on air. Oh, well, I think uh, you'll get a guy from Kirk Cousins who is uh, extremely uh, consistent. Uh, he manages the game. He doesn't, he doesn't do anything from a shock and awe standpoint to – you know, <laughs> have you true. scratching your yeah, like have, way to put it. Yeah, yeah, like have you scratching your head. He has great talent, a lot of uh, pieces around him. They've done a good job of building around him, and it allows him to be confident, uh, without a doubt. And um, so that that's my thought about Kirk Cousins. And we were one of the reasons that came up too is we were talking about, and I don't want to like divert the point, but how the Cowboys are favored in this game, even if it's only by a point and a half. And I know mm -hmm. the lines fluctuated a little bit. You're coming off of, it's a bad loss. And fluky or not, that's a huge win for Minnesota. They have a better record. They're the home team. And they're the underdogs. That is very surprising to me. And a Vikings team that's done really well in one-score games this year. Yeah. I believe they're undefeated in one-score games so far this year. So looking at this team now, Brady, when you look at the film and you're looking at this Cowboys offense, what do you take with you from Sunday that can go and attack Harrison Smith and this Minnesota Vikings defense that you like? Well, one of the, one of the areas of concern is um, I think Minnesota has a, a very underrated defensive line. Uh, with Daniil Hunter out there, mm -hmm. man, he is – he is – I mean, he causes havoc all the time. And he doesn't get the – I would say the cachet as some of the other guys do, but he's very consistent. I wouldn't say he's Mr. Consistent like uh, Kirk Cousins. However, <laughs> from a defensive standpoint, that's a guy that you can really um, earmark and say, hey, when it's time for a big play, we want, don't, don't worry about the call. You go get the quarterback. And um, with us and having the, the way that they move him around to, um, there are some matchup issues that we'll have on that offensive line uh, when it comes down to Daniil Hunter and some of those defensive linemen. Darius Smith. I was about to say, there we go. There we go. They play both of these guys on the same side. They don't have a problem with putting them over the over the guards. So that's going to be a matchup nightmare right there. And then they got uh, the Hicks. I think Jordan Hicks, the linebacker. They are very, very. Like I said last week, I try to tell everybody. I said Green Bay defense was underrated. This defense is underrated because the, their numbers are inflated against them. But as the game gets bigger, they play a little bit smarter and a little bit tougher. And we saw that with Patrick Peterson, two interceptions in that yeah. game against Buffalo. Yeah, last and it's, it's kind of wild to 
have us discuss, and y'all are right, the underrated aspects of their quarterback is, hey, he's fine. Maybe their defense doesn't get a lot of attention. Right. I mean, they didn't just get to 8-1 and one with <laughs> Cook and Jefferson right. and Thielen. So yeah. there are aspects of this team that can go to work. I like to call Cousins a quarterback like that likes to stay on schedule. When things get a little wonky, when things get a little, you know, a little crazy, that's right. when things get a little, you know, messy for Kirk Cousins. But if you keep him on schedule, he will pick you apart and find ways to do it with the terrific talent that he has. We're going to take our last break here on Cowboys Crosstalk right here on the Dallas Cowboys Radio Network. Let's thank one of our last partners here. Liberty Tax is a proud partner of the Dallas Cowboys. Schedule an appointment today at libertytax.com slash Cowboys. Coming up next on Cowboys Crosstalk presented by SWBC. We're going to get predictions from these gentlemen, but we're also going to catch up with Brady Jane and see what he's got going on. I have something that has to do with his LSU Tigers and the way that they're playing right now. We'll talk about how his Tigers are doing. We'll do that next on the Dallas Cowboys Radio Network. Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDIC.
Cowboys Crosstalk. Broadcasting live from the Cowboys Club at the Star in Frisco. Final segment here on Cowboys Crosstalk presented by SWBC. Kevin Gray with our three-time Super Bowl champion, DallasCowboys.com's Nate Newton. Mm. KNC Masterpieces, Kevin Hagley and our Cowboys legend this week. Brady James joining us here live at the Star in Frisco at the Cowboys Club. We're getting you ready for week 11 of the National Football League. We appreciate you joining us however and wherever you may be listening. And also here live at the Cowboys Club. Let's catch up with our Cowboys legend, Brady James. How are you doing? What's going on in Brady James' world these days, I'm sure? Spending some time down in uh, Death Valley watching the LSU Tigers handle business so far this oh, year. Oh, for sure. I mean, um, it's, been a, it's been an awesome year for, for us. I would say it's a great time to be a Tiger. Um, we have so many guys. majority of the guys that we talked about, um, even in this segment, uh, on the Minnesota Vikings team are former Tigers. Um, <laughs> You know, this year has been very, uh, I would say, interesting for the Tigers because we had a new coach that come in. And, and people think when you have a new coach, uh, it's instant. Uh, we come out and the, the same thing has been there at LSU for a long time. Since Nick Saban left and went to Miami, he, he basically set the ground floor um, and then go to Alabama, then Les comes in and be the all-time winningest coach. We've seen some of the things that he was able to do. Coach O comes in, catch lightning in a bottle. <laughs> we sure had did. one of the greatest teams to, to play in 2019. Um, that produced guys like the Justin Jeffersons and the Joe Burrows of the mm -hmm. world. Um, and now we have a new coach who's come in from a, a different place. Kind of an outsider a little bit, if you will. Totally. Listen, listen. In, in, in the state of Louisiana, we, we Catholicism is huge. <laughs> All right? So, 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 so we go get a guy from Notre Dame, and I think he found out that Cajun Catholicism is a little bit different. <laughs> I like that. <laughs> right? yeah. I like still that. like the touchdown Jesus. Still like the touchdown Jesus. I like it. Yeah, uh, so, so fitting in and, and, and getting everybody, like, really amped up about the program has been great. And one of the one of the things that I'm very um, taken aback from this whole conversation is uh, we hadn't talked about another Tiger. Um, he goes by three initials, really, if you think about it, yeah. and it's OBJ. OBJ. Yeah. We have not talked about I'm not um, trying to get Nate all riled up. Nate, yeah. Nate he no, over the OB. I'm not a big component <laughs> of bringing him in. All right, there because, we go. Because he's 30, two on the same knee. If, and if we could have had him in the beginning of the year, different story. Because Michael Gallup is going through that now. People say LBJ, o, OB, OB, uh, Odell. Odell, uh -huh. Odell. They say he heals fast. But this is the second one. That's why I'm saying that. And another thing, he is bigger than life. C.D. Lamb. All them guys that say what they want to say out in front of that camera, mm. you finna get a dude in your room that's bigger than life. Does now, he, Brady James want to see Odell Beckham Jr. on this football on team? And maybe I'm misjudging Odell, so uh, you can speak more on it. I think, I think, I mean, just hearing about it and hearing the stir in, uh, in Louisiana and coming back to Dallas, um, I've been excited. However, two things come to mind for me, and that's timing and it's right. direction. Yeah. Um, is this the right time to bring a guy like that on the on the team. Uh, can he do it? Sure. He has the moxie, he has the cachet right, that right. the Dallas Cowboys or the owner would uh, definitely gravitate toward. 
Now, direction is, is he a fit for the leadership of the team? Is he a fit on where we're trying to go? Uh, can, he, can he come in and be uh, an option? For sure. We know that. How long? Hey, it's the middle of the season. I mean, we got several, you know, you, you don't have, yeah, left. you got eight games plus the playoffs left. So you're really getting them, if you think about it, at a pretty decent time. Uh -huh. It's just what all the other things that come along with him. Can we handle it? And, and this place has been traditionally known or notoriously known for second and third chance guys. Mm -hmm. and oh, so, man. Yeah, yeah and, and so when I, I think there may be an, an end, but when, when I hear uh, Jerry Jones, the owner, talk about OBJ in the way that he does, is more, in my opinion, from experience, is deflecting, and it may not happen. Okay. However, ho however, I would love it to happen because I think it's the shakeup and the, and the mix-up that the team needs. Kevin, does you want to see Odell Beckham Jr. on this football team? I do, and a couple weeks ago we helped stoke that fire because we had Jerry <laughs> on when he was like, I've always had a great admiration for him. And I was like, here we go. But also, every weekend, you know this as well as anybody, we have Steven on. And I can just hear kind of the, like, two different angels. And the Steven is like, don't forget how much of that cap space we can carry over if we don't sign anybody. And so I still think that's my concern is I know you only have to prorate this part of the deal this year, but probably a two-year deal. I just think it's going to get to a number that the Cowboys don't want to play with for their cap purposes next year. You know that. I'm not saying it's right, wrong, whatever, but that's just what I think. But me and Brady saying the same thing. He's saying it in a, in a more elegant way. <laughs> Can this locker room, and more importantly, that wide receiver, because I think he they is can bigger than life. Personality in he is day. bigger than life, man. Yeah. There's some players come with that. Uh huh. Now, my team could absorb it, yeah. you know. <laughs> yeah. yeah. But Brady's team, but can this team absorb it? Yeah, that's, yeah. Uh, that's, a, that's a great point. Uh, I want to go back to Kevin when you talk about the differences between the Joneses. You have one that's scripted and one that's off script. You know yeah. what I mean? It's just the way oh, it yeah, goes. Yeah. You know, yeah. we know these guys all the time. Uh, we just got to execute yeah. better. Yeah. Right? Yeah. Yeah. I've heard it many we times. Like our guys. We like our guys. Yeah. We like our guys. That's great. Before we get out of here, got about three minutes left. Let's get some predictions for Sunday. Cowboys, Vikings at 325. That game can be heard, of course, on the Dallas Cowboys Radio Network 105 through the fan and on CBS. Jim Nance, Antonio Ramiro Romo, Tracy Wilson will be on the call for CBS Sports. Nate, I'm not going to ask you. I know what you're going to say. Cowboys going <laughs> to handle business against the Minnesota Vikings. Kevin, I'll ask you before I go to Brady, how did the Cowboys win on Sunday against Minnesota? I believe over the last year and a half, two years, they're 7-1 and one following a defeat. I'm surprised they're the favorite, but am I really? Because I am going to pick the Cowboys to win this Ooh. game 27-24. to 24. I'm just not a big okay. – I'm still not a believer in the Vikings. I know they're 8-1, and one, and Kirk Cousin is going to be like, you like that after they win? <laughs> I'm like, oh, my gosh. You like but that. I don't like that. So I'm, right. I'm right. going to go Cowboys 27-24. Brady? That's a great pick. I, I, I would um, – just, just because of the holes that and the gaps that we've seen on our defensive side of the ball, I think it will be – more of a high-scoring game than I would like it to be. Um, but I have the Cowboys pulling it off, 34-31 Cowboys. high-scoring affair yeah. on Sunday uh -huh. afternoon. Okay. Well, it's going to be interesting. Oh, I guess I got to get my pick right. Do I got to get my pick? And we're just assuming oh, that man. Nate's a Cowboy. Uh, yeah, yeah, Nate, Nate, yeah, Nate Cowboys. going. Cowboys. Zero. Yeah, exactly. Nate going to tell it's going to be 100 to nothing Cowboys <laughs> on Sunday <laughs> over the Minnesota Vikings. Let Nate tell it. it. 
You'll love to see. Huh, I guess I'm going to be that guy tonight. I'm going to be oh, that guy tonight. Man. I don't like this run defense, man. I don't like it. I don't like it at all. You give up 207 to the Minnesota, or excuse me, to the Green Bay Packers. You're giving up a buck 43 every single week. What's to tell me right now that this run defense is going to stop anything that looks like Dalvin Cook coming into this coming week? And I'm not sure if this defense can handle it. I'm going to go Vikings 35, Cowboys 30 in a high score. Yeah, I know, I know. I got to be that guy. I know. They might not invite me back next week, but I got to be that guy. I do think that's a fair prediction, <laughs> yeah. though. Like, yeah. I don't think that's unfair. I, so, I look, I hope they prove me wrong. I want them to prove me wrong, but uh, we will see on Sunday afternoon. That's why they play the games, right, gentlemen? That's why they play the games. We appreciate our Cowboys legend, Brady James, for joining us live at the Cowboys Club at the Star in Frisco. Thank you so much for your time, sir. Really appreciate it. Thank you very much. Nate, as always, good to see you, my guy. As always, looking Great, forward to dude. it next week. And uh, hopefully, you know, your pick come through the way that it needs to with the Cowboys <laughs> handling business because we know what you feel like is going to happen. Right, right. And, of course, Kevin Hagelin of the KNC Masterpiece can be heard every day, 10 a.m. to 2 p.m. on your home of the Dallas Cowboys, 105.3 The Fan. Again, tune in on Sunday afternoon, 325 on the Dallas Cowboys Radio Network. The voice of America's team, Brad Shea and Babe Loffenberg and Christy Scales will have the call for you. And, of course, the game again can be seen on CBS. Tony Romo, Jim Nance, Tracy Wilson will have the call for you live from Minnesota. We appreciate everyone who joined us tonight here at the Cowboys Club at the Star in Frisco. Appreciate you joining us however and wherever you may be listening on Odyssey and the Odyssey app. Odyssey Looking forward. Odyssey app. You, you make sure you listen, Nate. You're gonna listen to the program. Yeah. You're gonna listen yeah, to me and Kevin every it, single man. day. Feet, yeah, yeah, appreciate that. In fact, yeah. you can go listen to me here in about you know four or five minutes because your boy about I to go will. do another radio show. It is Cowboys Cross Alive at the Cowboys Club at the Star of Frisco, presented by SWBC. Week 11, Cowboys Vikings oh. on Sunday. We'll talk to you next week on the Dallas Cowboys Radio Network on 105 through the fan. Y'all be good. This has been a production of DallasCowboys.com and the Dallas Cowboys Football Club. How about this, Cowboys? Yeah!